Yo, welcome to the Game Time Podcast, Episode 7. If this is your first time stopping by, A, I appreciate it, and B, I'll give you the quick little rundown of what goes on around here. Basically, I'm just playing through games that I want to play, never got to play, or never got to beat, and then talking about them with friends or strangers. If you're coming back after 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6, thank you so much. As always, I keep these intros pretty short, but today we have a very special episode because we are celebrating 30 years of Kirby, and we're kicking it back to the original Kirby... Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy. Phenomenal game. My buddy Josh joins me again, and it was also his first time playing through the game, so not going to waste any more of your time other than the hour that you're about to spend listening to this, so here we go. Thanks as always. Let's get it. the end of the podcast thanks everybody for coming by uh <laughs> josh welcome back <laughs> second take take three take four <laughs> welcome back to the game time podcast oh yeah how's it going man oh it's a going glad to have you back on here oh glad Tri- to be back try oh fuck did i hit record yeah okay we're good <laughs> okay take six <laughs> jesus fuck <laughs> take six <I> t- <laughs> What am I doing? Oh, it's the best. It's the best one. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome Take back to the, to, to, to the Game Time Podcast. Welcome <laughs> to my disaster. How's it going, man? Welcome back after Batman for the NES, Josh. Oh yeah. Oh, it's awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm really, really, really stoked on this one. Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy. OG the number Game one Boy. Kirby game first one ever ever <laughs> yeah i've uh i've actually never played this game until you brought it up and i thought that i had played you know the original kirby on the nes thinking that the uh nes version was the first one because that's the first you know nintendo console and i was uh i was mistaken the first one is actually on the game boy so i had never played this one and man it was such an enjoyable game yeah, I, I fucking love this game. It's so good. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that the original Kirby came for NES, uh, but it didn't. It came for the Game Boy. And this was this was one that I knocked out in preparation to starting the podcast. Um, like a month before, I knocked out probably like five games that have still yet to be talked about. But I was just stacking knowledge, ready to do some podcasts on them, and then I never did them. But this is this is one that we're finally getting to do now. Well, we forgot to catch up with each other, but <laughs> we should probably mention <laughs> that it is the 30th anniversary of Kirby, and that is why we're doing this right yeah, now. That's right. 30 years of mostly shitty games, but some of them are good. Yeah. And this oh, is yeah. a really, really good one. Yeah, the whole time playing it, it was just a, a big smile on my face. So what have you been up to? Uh, nothing much, man. Just working. You know, we went on that trip to Atlanta, a little skate trip, and then... About a week or two after we had gotten back, I went back to work in Spring Hill, and then 
really just working, not a lot of skating. I wish I could skate skate more, you know, but work work's kind of taking over. And uh, other than that, yeah, just slowly playing games and working. What about you? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Still, still on that like once a week skating thing, but you know, I, I've been I've been skating a little bit more, but between work and playing games and podcasting, just not a lot of time. I mean, I spend a lot of time doing this kind of stuff, but I'm slowly slowly getting back out there. At least getting a couple sessions a week, but. Yeah, I've been fucking with that capture card for like a week now too, and that has been just the worst, worst yeah. nightmare. Oh my I god, I I understand it completely because whenever I got my PC, I got the capture card pre-installed, and I was having audio issues too. It was, I mean, I went in and took away the license for the uh, for the capture audio for the capture card because it was affecting other games, so. I'm not up to date on that software yet, but hopefully, hopefully get it figured out. Yeah, so my whole plan here was we were going to release this podcast for Kirby's anniversary. I was going to record a Let's Play of this game, uh, get it out there on the same day of the anniversary, and I was going to stream the new Kirby for the Forgotten Land that night after this podcast comes out. If this is coming out on Wednesday, we're recording on Sunday. 30th anniversary will be Wednesday. So I was going to have a whole damn day of Kirby. And uh, yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't. That's not going to happen. But this podcast will come out. But <sighs> fucking technology, man. I'm so computer illiterate. No, same. I've had consoles my whole life and got a PC so I could do some more speed runs of Resident Evil and uh, wanted to do the capture card too so I could play, you know, a console games and stream it upload it not do emulator and i think i got no more heroes 3 to play it and was streaming it along with uh skyward sword it was around the time those two games came out and once i started playing other games that wasn't going through the capture card the audio was still going through the capture card program so it was i feel you man it was i mean like earlier we were talking to our friend donnie that was here for the uh, Super Mario World podcast. He, uh, I mean, he he's had a PC longer than me, and it's like without him, I would probably be pulling my hair out. It's the same as I'm so getting so frustrated. Feel like you're getting nowhere, not knowing what to do, and he just bought the You know, you just bought the software to make it work, and it it's not working. Yeah, yeah, it's such a nightmare. Uh, like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm getting a new PC sometime, probably sooner than later now, but my shit is such a wreck. Like, I just looked down on the floor just looking at it. It's so bad. It's just like, I don't even know how, how it lets me do what I do with it. No. It's a damn fire hazard. You need to get a pedestal for it and put it in the box. Yes. And keep it out for, like, it's a stork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a historic piece of equipment. Yeah, we're running a 2002 graphics card, three laptop hard drives, 16 gigs of RAM, and a processor that was new in 2015, but I couldn't even tell you what it is. So it's some sketchy shit, but hopefully I'll get all that worked out soon and I can start adding some streams and Let's Play to the podcast. Just because I really want to make this like a not just limited to podcast, with that being the focus, but 
I don't know. I'd like to do monthly let's plays and weekly streams. Oh yeah, I just that think would, it could yeah, be fun for sure. But yeah, like we were saying, we were we were on that skate trip in Atlanta playing uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land right when it came out, and I already knew that. Um, I already knew that I wanted to do this 30th anniversary podcast about the original Kirby, uh, but I hadn't found anybody to do it, and uh, the anniversary was coming up, and it was getting closer and closer, and then I finally got talking to you about it that I wanted to do it. We sat down the other day, and we knocked it out, so I really appreciate you doing that. Uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't really prepared what I was getting myself into, and then I beat it in about 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a and, short game. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. It really surprised me. Um, everything about the game was, like, enjoyable visually, music-wise. Even the enemies, like, everything's so simple. Just really, really good, fun game. Yeah, there's definitely something about it. I'm not really sure what it is. It probably is the simplicity, and it's really short, and the music is so iconic. It's like... You know, the first time I ever saw Kirby was Smash Brothers. Like, I, I don't, I honestly don't think I've ever played another standalone Kirby game other than this. I mean, I've like messed around with some of them on the Switch Online or whatever, like the yeah. Kirby's Adventure, stuff like that. But your introduction to Kirby was through Smash through Brothers. Through Smash, yeah. Along with a lot of other characters, honestly, too. Like, you know, Roy was from that tactical game. Said, uh, oh, from Fire Emblem? Yeah, 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 the Fire Emblem series, and that that series came out on the on the NES too. That's, that's a very old, old series. Yeah, just like the the introduction to so many characters came through Smash, and Kirby's just always kind of been there. But when I try to think about you know where I first saw the little pink puffball, definitely yeah. Smash, and the the music. I mean, that is the. That is the theme of Smash Bros. Is the Kirby song? It's uh, I think it's Green Greens. Yeah, my uh, my first introduction to Kirby was Kirby's Adventure for the NES. Um, my cousin Cody, me, he had he had like the NES, all the games and whatnot, and I remember playing like the Mega Man's, um, Kirby, I think like a Looney Tunes game, just a bunch of odd and end games, but. Um, Kirby's Adventure was my first one. I remember that. I was like a little kid. I was maybe like six or seven years old playing it. And um, it was very, it was, it was pretty fun. So whenever you're like, hey, you want to do the first Kirby? I was expecting that and not uh, Dreamland. Because I just did not know. And then, you know, you got you got me hooked up with, with how to play it. And yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. I thought it was a completely different game. And what, what exactly were you thinking it was? Now I'm curious. Well, the the Kirby's Adventure, you have different doors. Like it, it's real similar, but with you know with Dreamland, you have like maybe one or two different doors and per level, and it's like immediately go in there and you get like a one up or a health item, and then you go back through the door to continue through the level. So there's really only one one way. But pretty sure in Kirby's uh, Adventure, you have like sub levels in the world level so like you go you know you walk through the map and you got like a a door with a one on it a door with a two on it you know door and then a door with a three on it and i think i'm not it's it's been a while since i played it but that um that that style kirby was what i was expecting and uh this one 
is more kind of like just a side scroller. You can basically not get lost. There's not really a way yeah. to to not beat the game. Yeah, so this one's a little more, well, it's a lot more linear, and it's more basic, but it's, I don't know, man, there's something about it. I, I, th- I really think it is the simplicity of just, like, you're just pretty much going one way, and, like, there are doors, but you can't get lost, so it just sounds like the next installment on the NES was more, a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I would, I'd say that. I'd say it was, yeah, a little bit more complicated and has a, not variety, but a little bit of a bigger world or as open mm-hmm. of a world you could get, you know, with nowadays an open world is, you know, look at Skyrim, but, you know, for it being, being so old, just a little bit more open of a world that you can be, you know, with, with these type of games. Kirby's Dreamland was released in 1992 for the Game Boy, so, and I think Kirby's Adventure was, what, 93 on the NES? Yeah. So it's like a, a year later, Kirby's Adventure for the NES. But in the in the NES version, uh, or in the NES uh, Kirby's Adventure, they had included then the the uh, the copy abilities, right? Probably. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the weird part about the original Kirby is that it you don't have the copy abilities. Like that's Kirby's main gimmick, really. Yeah coming from any other game that's how everybody knows kirby but in this one you just you suck up the enemy and then you can spit them out as stars Mm-hmm. yeah spit them out as stars but you can't like you can't like swallow the bomb guy and then you have bombs or you can't yeah. like swallow the sword guy and then you have the sword yeah when you when you do swallow them and you hit down if you've played the later installments of kirby you know you swallow the enemy you hit down to absorb their power on this one, you absorb. You don't absorb anything. You just swallow them, and that's it. You go suck up the next enemy, then shoot them at each other. Yeah, and it doesn't even give you life. No. It just like, <laughs> they're just gone. It's like you fucked up if you accidentally swallow them, basically. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple times, because like, I was flying and was on, you know, there's an enemy on the side of the, on the side of like the little, little ledge over an open hole, basically, and was like flying, try to suck them up while flying, and I couldn't. And then whenever I like got rid of the the balloon aspect, I sucked up the enemy and then just fell to my death because I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, if you suck up the enemy, you can't keep floating. Yeah, <laughs> but you have infinite float, so yeah, you can fly forever with Kirby, which is pretty nice. Crazy to think that was like really one of the main abilities Kirby had. You know that 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 you could keep with throughout the whole game. You could just fly forever. Yeah, what I was reading on the Wikipedia about this game was that uh, Kirby was actually supposed to be designed to be able to play, be played by anybody, and that is why it is the way it is. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're talking about just, like, normal mode, like, a toddler could pick this up and figure out how to beat yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I, it's, I it's, could see it's that. It's pretty easy. <laughs> like a nice introduction game for, for everybody. It's not too hard. And, uh, I mean, it's... It's really not hard at all on the first mode, but once you beat the game on the first mode, you get hard mode, which you have to do like a certain button input in the main menu, and hard mode was a challenge at first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's to put it lightly. Hard mode is pretty, pretty fucking hard. At least it was for me at the beginning. After you get a hang of it, it's not too bad, but it's definitely a totally different game. Basically, you play through the game it's super easy you can do it in like 30 minutes and then you unlock 
the hard mode. And when you get there, stuff just hurts you more. And, like, the enemies are a little bit different. Everything is a little bit more vicious. Stuff has more health. You have less health. There's more enemies. They, like, added, let's see, in the first level, green, green. So there's maybe two or three enemies on the screen at one time. But then when you go through it on hard mode, you'll have those two or three enemies there and then a couple flying enemies. And they might do a little circle or they might do half a circle and then just lunge at you. And once you take damage, you know, like you said, it's two times damage you know yeah, on, on, yeah, on hard mode so you know i think you start with what six life maybe mm-hmm. and then you know that's three hits right there and then you also have to make it to the boss and i think there might be one door that has some health in it in each level so you'll make it about halfway you get you know you can make it halfway you might have only one life or something and then you might get the little what juice up it's like a little water bottle, it looks like. And then... Yeah, yeah. Take that, and then you get three additional life. I'd say hard mode was pretty hard on the first first playthrough until... You know, because you go through the game on easy or on normal, and it's like nothing. Like, it's so so easy. Such a great game, enjoyable game. And then you go through hard, and it's not it's not easy. It's, it's actually a little hard. Yeah, it definitely poses some challenge. It's like... I don't know. It kind of the kind of the way the hard mode plays is similar to like Mega Man. That's kind of what I would yeah put it at. Except not quite that hard. Mega Man's really tight controlled, and this really isn't because Kirby can float, and there's just a lot of variables there. But I don't know. So the, the enemies do a lot of the same similar things, just like the things that spit out like ten. Uh, I don't know what to call them, but orbs, and they just like spin in circles. It's like those things are in Mega Man. And, uh, yeah, stuff can hit you from a distance in the hard mode. Playing through the game and not expecting what kind of bosses would show up. And then the first boss you get to in Green Greens is the Wispy Woods. And it's the, you know, the the iconic tree with the face on it and the little twig nose. And it just blows clouds at you. Then, then items drop down. I was pretty happy seeing him. That's also a stage in Smash Brothers. So it mm-hmm. seems like a lot that they uh, had pulled into Smash really came from the first Kirby game. I've been playing Smash for a long time, and the N64, the original Smash, Kirby kind of is like the main theme in that, the, the original song of Smash. When, it, when anybody thinks of Smash, it's the, the, the Wispy Woods boss, you know, the, that stage with the, the music from Kirby. Um, that is like the theme song of Smash, which is it's crazy because like the the same guy who created Kirby is the guy who created Smash. This just came first. It's uh, Sakurai. Sakurai created Kirby. The same guy who pops up on those uh, Nintendo Directs nowadays to do the character reveals. That's Sakurai. Oh, okay, I never played much of Smash Brothers. I had a friend that was that was really into it, and I would, when we lived together, I would watch him play. Um, he main lucas and ness you know almost the same characters that that you're really good at i would always get into it because of him but i I definitely wasn't a smash kid growing up i i think i played it a few times as a kid on 64 i don't think i ever played melee on the gamecube um that's about all i know in smash but it was first thing i did realize you know is that the kirby level it definitely you know it's the wispy woods 
That's one of the cool parts about Smash is that like there's so many little items that come from different games that really before diving into a lot of the games that Smash brought over, I didn't really know where a lot of those items came from. Like it hit me real hard when I played through Earthbound and I saw all those characters. Uh, or all the items that come from Earthbound that are in Smash, yeah. but with Kirby, there's a ton of them too. There's like the probably the most like recognizable item in the Smash games, at least in the early ones, is the tomato with the M on yeah. it. And I had no idea where that came from until I played Kirby's Dreamland because that's like how you get a full health boost. The first Kirby game, yeah, that I had played was Kirby's Adventure, and then Skip a few years later when the N64 came out. My second Kirby experience was Kirby 64 and the, was it Dark Crystal or Crystal's, uh, Crystal Crystal Shards. Shards. Now, yeah, that one was was another really, really good game. And that's whenever I, you know, I think that could have been the first time I realized Kirby was pink in Kirby's Dreamland. You know, it's on the Game Boy. They have a specific color palette, which is basically gray or brown. Not right. really a lot of, of color into it. Yeah, when I was doing a little bit of research, I saw that the original concept for Kirby was pink, but when it was brought to North America after the Japanese release, they painted him as like a white, gray, kind of pink, kind of pink, but yeah, so even in like, you know, kicking it back to Smash, uh, you can you can change Kirby to be gray Oh yeah, in Smash, yeah, they, they included that little Easter egg. Another thing that I was reading about uh, the original concept of Kirby, at least in the North American version, a lot of people didn't really understand what he was because the box art is so different. He he almost looks like a ghost. Yeah. And people thought that he was a ghost, like a like a spirit. I don't know. It, it's it's crazy because like when you first see that tree in the first boss battle, like that's the first time that ever appeared, and it's such like a given now. I don't know. That that's what I was thinking about the first time I saw that. But there's just so many things. Like that. The tree's just as iconic as Kirby. If not more, I mean, really. Yeah, in the first world, you know, green, green, and you got Wispy Woods as, as the boss. The second world, Castle Lolo. It's twins that reign it. It's uh, Lolo and La La La. And I think you mentioned earlier when we were talking about, uh, about Kirby outside of the podcast is that they had their own games on Nintendo as well. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. I couldn't remember the name of it, but I knew I knew right when I saw the credits of the game because when we were playing it, I didn't know what to call them. I was like, Josh, where are you at? And you were like, I'm at these... Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, the, the, the box boss. Yeah. <laughs> we kept calling them the box boss because they push little boxes around and they're little assholes. Okay, no, it's, it's Adventures of Lolo and it came out 89. So that was... Yeah, it's also by Hall Laboratory. So Hall made, you know, Adventures of Lolo, Hall made... Kirby and obviously Hall made Smash. That's like that iconic logo that pops yeah, up. Yeah, Hall made a ton of games that I'd say that we grew up playing. You know, like you said, from Smash Brothers, from Kirby, um, Game Boy Advance. They played or they did Mother Three. They did um, Pokemon Snap for the for the sixty four. There's I did know there's that. There's yeah. so many great games that that this uh, company had really developed. Yeah, those old school games that you boot up and the first thing you see is that hall icon. You know, it's about to be. Oh good. yeah, the 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 dog with the puppies, like little wiener dog. Yeah, and when I was a kid, I didn't, I never understood that that's what that was. Yeah, d- like dog eggs. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dog guarding its eggs, but 
when I look at it, I, I see it as a face. Like, I don't know. I always have. <laughs> Maybe that's because like we grew up playing old CRTVs and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, no, I, you couldn't really tell. But I get what you're saying. For the old NFL games, you know, it, the '64 like blitz and stuff. The emblem was like it's a football player holding a football, kind of tucking down, getting ready to like get ready for a tackle. And for the whole time growing up, I thought it was almost like a lizard. Like, like I did not see the uh, the football player. You know, I saw, like, a little iguana or, like, gecko looking down. Yeah, it's funny how you see things before the internet. <laughs> but, yeah, Lolo, Lolo, well, what is it in Kirby? Lolo, Lolo, and La 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 yeah. are these twins and they push blocks to, like, hurt you, and then you got to, like, jump up, and, you know, you basically got to swallow the block, get behind them, and then spit them at them. But those characters came from another game that they decided to go ahead and fuse the worlds yeah. for Kirby. Um, that's a good game, though. The But they, they changed it just to Lolo, but it's definitely the same thing. Yeah, and that, that boss fight, to, like, kind of get a little bit more into it, it's got five different levels, like platforming levels. And you have to jump up in between each level, and they come pushing kind of like a treasure chest looking box um, from the left side or right side. And how you jump up and down is staggered, so you can't just constantly jump up. When they come at you, you need to suck up the treasure chest, jump up or, or fall back down through the floor on like this little kind of like a log looking thing. And um, when you go in between them, you got to jump back, and after they go past you, you shoot the star atoms. Once you suck up an item, doesn't matter what it is, an item, an enemy, or really anything, uh, you'll shoot like a star back at them. And yeah, you have to suck up the box, dodge them by going up and down a level, and then go back to the same level and follow behind them, and then shoot them. It's like, it's pretty quick, because there, there, there's not a lot of space to jump up and down and you have to be fairly close to them to suck up the item and they're right behind it pushing it so it was kind of tough on hard mode because they did you know two or three damage each time and it's it's not frame perfect but uh there's not that much room for error yeah it's definitely tricky uh especially just like first learning that that that's definitely the boss in this game that i probably had the most trouble with other than the final boss on hard mode which we'll, we'll get there but um, the hard one that I had was in the third world, which is Float Islands. You know, a little series of floating tropical islands. I think you yeah. you walk around on clouds, you kind of fly around. That level of music was probably my favorite, like my best world music in all the uh, the boss music. It's the same in every world, but it's pretty quick, energetic. Had me bobbing my head. It was like, hell yeah. <laughs> some 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 nice boss battle music right here yeah. but yeah that boss is the the robotic zeppelin kabula which is basically like a hot air balloon with a with a cannon it really reminded me of uh cuphead it's a pretty wild fight honestly and it's it gets pretty crazy because he'll flip up what well, he'll flip upside down and then the um the pattern for the for the bullets are a little bit different so you got to dodge separately and it's a little bit of a handful, and the game kind of gets a little uh, heavy, sluggish, when there's a lot of pixels on the uh, on the screen. 
so it kind of mm-hmm. lags a little bit, you know. But you know, on easy mode, there's it's easy, you know. It's it's not oh, that yeah. bad. But on hard mode, man, that was a challenge. Yeah, for me, you know, like you said, easy mode, it's not bad at all. I mean, you can you can even just damage through it, get hit as much as you want. You're still probably gonna yeah. Hit it. But when you get to hard mode, it gets. Ooh, oh yeah. I mean, geez, like he'll he'll go upside down. Patterns are totally, totally random, he'll, he'll, and you pretty much just have to get lucky. Yeah, like that's what happened to me. You and you want to spam the attack button so Kirby shoots the little fireball. But if you spam that, you're you're creating more pixels on the screen, which would in turn make the gameplay slow down. And once it starts slowing down, then you're gonna miss your inputs to dodge. And one of his moves, he will, you know, he'll shoot like three back to back, but at different elevations. Or there's one where he'll shoot and it'll turn into a three-way projectile, kind of like a triple shot. And then I had a few instances where he would do that and then spin up and lunge at you. So like, and then you're sitting there spamming the fireball. And every time I'd end up getting that pattern, I'd end up taking two or three hits. Because mm-hmm. I'm getting hit by the bullet, and then I can't, I wasn't able to dodge fast enough around um, around the bullet, and then also him projecting himself at me, kind of using tackle, so say, and then right. coming in, and it was, it was, it was a tough one. It was a little bit of rage inducing because I'm like, man, <laughs> this game wasn't hard until you play it on hard mode, and it's yeah. almost like a uh, not really a software issue, but you know, with all those older style games, you know, the game itself creates its own lag, which also adds to the difficulty of it. Yeah, I mean, it's basically 30 years old as of this recording, so it definitely has issues, but I don't know, it's funny, because we were just like, we were both playing it, and we're just both like, kind of pissed, we're like, it's dropping frames! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like Kirby. It's just so funny just to, like, be on mic. Yeah. Both playing Kirby, like, two 30-year-olds, like, fucking playing Kirby. <laughs> the game did age very well. Um, everything else in it, it it's so good. It's a, such a great game. You know, you have some of those old, older 30-year-old games that, that don't age well. But this one was, was enjoyable the whole time, probably besides for that little bit of the boss fight. Yes, Kirby aged very well. Uh, love it. <laughs> love it so much. Where were we at? I think we're getting into the fourth. The fourth world. We're getting into the fourth world. Fourth okay. world. The bubbly clouds. So this is the one where you kind of float around a uh, palace built among the clouds. Yeah. Kirby, he just keeps getting higher and higher. You know, going <laughs> up there. And the stars. Space. It's crazy. Is that... At some part in that, when you get to like, you know, what you would think in between the, um, the pillars, the top of the, you know, like the top of the castle gate, you go, at one point you're walking from the left to the right, and then stars start falling from the sky, and I was like, oh man, that's cool, they put that in there, and then I got hit by one on hard mode, and it took a lot of damage, (laughs) like it did a lot of damage, you know, not take, but it, it did a lot of damage to Kirby, and I was like, what the hell? I had no idea that that those mm-hmm. were actually had that they actually had hitboxes. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they do hurt you on normal. Yeah, I, I think I, they're just going through it so fast. I, I was like, man, that you know, this 
pretty visually like pleasing and then on hard mode i was just pissed mm -hmm. like, damn it man more damage <laughs> taken out i you know don't want to die but fuck it's <laughs> <is> so frustrating <laughs> yeah it definitely can be that's for sure and the uh you know the boss for that one Krakow, which is as funny as you would think it it sounds the enemy looks kind of kind of just as funny it's a cloud with spikes on the side of it that just drops enemies i guess before we get to the to that boss of that level um almost each world has their own little style of uh, a pre-boss which i don't think green greens has one well yeah green greens has yeah, the uh, bomb guy the bomb guy yeah mm -hmm. he uh Boomer the bomb guy. Boomer the bomb he, uh, guy. Also the first boss in the new Kirby. Or not, he's not a boss, but he's the first thing you encounter, I think. He, uh, You fight him, but then he ends up being just a regular enemy throughout the game. Nothing too special. And then in the second world, you got, you know, la 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 la. Um, don't really know which one's which, but instead of fighting both of them at the same time, the uh, pre-boss, the like, uh, before you fight the twins together is it's just one of them and they only come from the right side of the map and you still have to jump up and down the platforms to get to it but uh, really not that challenging and bubbly clouds it's like a easier cracko which uh, between those two bosses they do have different boss patterns a little bit different but yeah a little crazy looking cloud that's mad at you and has spikes and drops <laughs> enemies yeah he's pissed <clears throat> that's the thing is like this game does a really really good job of it's it's almost like how in mario the original mario the first thing you do is you yeah. jump on a goomba it does a really good job of teaching you how to play the game without ever having to read anything without any kind of tutorial it, like those first mid bosses are basically yeah. a tutorial for what you're gonna have to do for the real boss so i don't know it, it's it's a nice touch and I mean, I guess back then you just wouldn't have had like a tutorial pop up on the screen, but that's essentially what it is. It's just showing you how what you're going to have to do to beat the boss in, in, a, in a similar fashion. It's not exactly the same, but... Yeah, I'm not for sure what the... Uh, I'm, I'd almost say that whenever you buy the game, because it is a classic Nintendo game, that if you did have the book manual that it came with, it probably gave you the information you needed. But yeah, there's... There's no informative game prompts that, it, you know, there, there's no instructions in game that tell you what to do. But it's really not that hard to figure out. You know, you got a direction and then you have A and B. You know, start just pauses it and I believe select pauses it too. There's just, there's not really, there's, there's no button combos or anything on it. Right, and the simplicity of Game Boy. Love it. I love it so much. You know, speaking about the manual, I'm just curious, too, if the manual actually gives you a story plot to this game. Because when, with my opinion on it, you don't know if Kirby's a good guy or a bad guy. And whenever the first game that I had played, well, besides Kirby's, whenever I played uh, the Crystal Shards on the 64, um, the Waddle Dees and the Waddle uh, do were your friend like they they weren't your enemy and they're one of the first enemies that you get thrown at in uh in this game and whenever you do fight uh krako that that thundercloud monster 
that's the enemies that he drops at you and that's what you, you suck them up to to do damage to them and it's the waddle d's and waddle waddle do's and that kind of surprised me because i didn't realize like i always thought that they were your friends you know like like kurt like they're all partners they're all friends but i'm not for sure when they befriend each other yeah i don't know anything about the lore of kirby i have no idea but you know all i can really attest to is the first game in the series and the one that just came out kirby and the forgotten land and they're on yeah two totally opposite yeah i was spectrums. thinking the same thing like, <laughs> you know because you know we were playing the forgotten land and you're helping rebuild their their town their village so it's it's definitely a little bit of a difference i don't know where the story went from the first one yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they befriend each other or or what, but in, in the original Kirby, they're definitely enemies. They hurt you, and you suck them up and spit them out at the cloud boss. Uh, the What was it? Cracko. Got it. Yeah, that oh. dude's a bastard. He's a... Uh, that's when the game starts to get hard. I mean, if it if it does, if you're going to consider it getting hard, <laughs> that's when it gets hard, in my opinion. I mean, there's definitely a strategy that you have to figure out to be. Yeah, it, but, I, I got kind of lucky yeah. whenever we were, uh, whenever I was playing through it, in the sense like, I kind of saw it, the first, the first time you fight Krako, which I'm assuming it's 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 the same Krako. He's just kind of get he's like the pre-boss, you know. He's swooping left to right, but the whole time he's underneath the bottom, uh, of of the map when he swoops down, but he's not in the corners. So I kind of cheesed it, found the found a little nice little strat, stayed in the bottom corner. You know, he drops the Waddle Dees, and then he'll also shoot shoot out kind of like landmines. They're just four of the, like, cannonballs, and they drop down. But the Waddle Dees mm -hmm. will still walk to you. So I got pretty lucky on that one, and then was ready to do that same strategy for the boss fight of Krakow. And you you can't do the same thing. It's, it's a whole different... No pattern um different style of enemy but it you know i was expecting it to to be the same and it it wasn't whenever you actually fight krako which when i'm thinking of it you know because i spent more time playing it on hard mode than i did easy but i mean i've i haven't beaten it as many times as you on easy but i did go back through it this morning before we did the uh before we started the podcast and you know it just going real quick through it, and I can't remember if if on the Krakow fight it was the same, but um, on the hard mode, he drops bombs at you, and then you got to suck the bombs mm -hmm. up and then shoot it out at him as he does a little, like, spiral, spin, circle type deal. So, like, the pre-fight you had in the middle of the level, you can't do the same strat because he actually attacks that corner. Yeah, he'll actually hit the safe space in hard mode. Yeah, and yeah, so he drops Waddle Dees in the normal mode. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when you turn on hard mode, all of a sudden everything hurts you. Like, like a bomb takes away half your health, and he's shooting bombs yeah. instead and of if, Waddle Dees. And it's like a lot and of if them. If you suck up any type of enemy, and you, you know you use the Star Blast to um, to spit them back out. Once you spit the enemies back out. If they was to throw another attack out and you hit that attack before you hit the before you hit the boss, it doesn't do any damage. And then you also lost the chance to do another shot because you just destroyed your ammo. Which was kind of frustrating and knowing when to like jump and 
shoot and when to not basically just a little bit of, of upsetting because it's like man I was so close and then I've died so many times thinking I was going to get that last hit and then I end up getting hit myself yeah well the good thing about this game is even on hard mode yeah there's no true game overs no no true game overs I think if there were true game overs this would be substantially more difficult of a game on hard mode I mean even on even on easy mode like it wouldn't be that accessible like seriously if like a five-year-old picked this game up and just spent the day with it i think they would beat it like they might die a ton but i think they could beat it at least talk in the normal mode hard mode's a different beast i'm actually kind of surprised that i even beat it but it took me a few hours and there was a lot of dying but super fun yeah it was a challenge it was def- definitely a challenge to really just get through it I jumped in that hard mode right after we beat right after I beat it on easy and I didn't even get through I didn't even get through the first world. It was so frustrating. Like I couldn't just run through it like I thought I could before I even made it to Wispy Woods, I was dead. Yeah. So then after you beat Cracko, it's time for Mount Dedede. Time. A final level <laughs> of the game. And it's King Dedede. One thing that surprised me when Red did make it to Mount Dedede and I was like, Oh man, this is gonna be a hard ass level. You know, I'm gonna have to dodge so many enemies and not get hit because I got to make it to King Dedede you know just the whole excitement to get there finally um it's kind of like a Mega Man boss rush there's not really a level to it you like walk through the castle you make it to basically like the king's lair and there's there's just images of each level's bosses you know and you can pick whichever one you want almost like the Mega Man boss rush at the very end and um it was actually pretty nice that i really enjoyed that's how they did it because then you could pick the bosses whichever way you want to do them in you know whatever order and i mean that to me that was a blessing going through it on hard mode because i had i went through it the first time and i i did it in the order that they were so i did you know wispy woods lola lala kabula and then krako and I made it through, I, I beat the tree, I beat the twins, and then I made it to Kabula, you know, that hot air balloon, Zeppelin-like enemy, and that's when it really, it made me realize that I need to do that enemy first, that boss first, because... Yeah, do hardest to easiest, for sure. If you die on one of the boss fights in the, you know, little boss rush area, you go back to the to the stage select to 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 the boss select fighting kabula it took a few few times i think i gamed over a couple times uh before i actually got the not necessarily pattern but more or less got lucky to where i beat kabula first and i was like oh man i can beat the other bosses first try easy like no no issues so then i beat kabula and then got to whispery woods and was fighting through Wispy Woods, and unlike easy mode, on hard mode, um, the tree drops down spike balls and fruit, and there's no specific order. He could drop three down. He could drop two spike balls and then one pe- one apple. Yeah, and they like bounce across. They follow the you. It's like rather difficult. They'll come in the direction that e- you're yeah, at. Yeah, even every if you time. jump across them, as soon as they hit, they go to whatever side. Of basically whatever side you are on of the spike balls which threw me for a loop and there was a couple cycles where i was just getting 
spike ball, fruit, spike ball, spike ball, and then the uh, the tree itself will blow, you know, kind of clouds at you. And if you're anywhere from like center to the edge of the screen, there's a chance they're going to hit you. And if you're in center of the screen, you can duck down and barely get missed. Like it's there's like a little room that you you can miss it, but when everything's going at once and you start getting the uh, the um, input lag, you know, you start dropping frames, and it kind of upset me because I was so excited that I beat Kabula, and then I go and start doing Wispy Woods and was going to knock out the other ones thinking I could do it first try, and then I died and then got the game over. And yeah. I was like, fuck, you man. You got the game over. Got to beat Kabula again. And then as I kept getting better and better at Kabula, um, I think I, I in total I beat I had to beat him three times before I finally got to King DDD, and uh, but the whole concept of the boss rush and being able to pick it whichever you know which whatever order you want I thought was was a really good choice in design because I would be so pissed making it all the way to Kabula and then still have to fight Krako and then Kabula just dominate me. Yeah, exactly. That would make it way, way more difficult if you had to do them in order, because th- th- you know those those other two bosses are, I mean, they're they're way harder than the other two. Like the tree's hard for sure, but like the tree and then Lolo yeah. and Lala aren't too bad. Those are definitely like the easier of the four. The thundercloud and Kabula. The other one. Kabula, god damn. Okay, Kabula and the Thundercloud. Those are definitely the harder of the two. With the the Thundercloud definitely being the hardest, but you just got to get lucky. What's your tier from easiest to hardest on the bosses on hard mode? What would you say? On hard mode, um, I'll put Lolo and Lala at okay. the easiest. Then I'll put the tree. Then I'll put Kabula, and then I'll put. Um, what are the names of the bosses yeah, again? So you, you do see. Lolo and Lala, and then Whispery Woods, and then was it Krako, the Thundercloud, and then Kabula? There you go. That's what it is. Yeah, so it's, Lo- it's Lolo and Lala, then it's Wispy Woods, then it's Kabula, and then it's the Thundercloud. Did I fuck it up again? No, th- no, that's okay. it. You got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which I, I thought was pretty crazy, because you had, I remember you having a little bit of issues with the twins Lolo and Lala um playing through it and then you know with the boss rush by that time you already have all the experience to be able to make that fight fight easier um I would honestly rank them as uh Krako being the easiest the thundercloud because like his pattern isn't that bad once you once you get it down but with Lolo and Lala I feel like there's a lot more room for error because you do have to jump in between the different levels of the platform and it being on hard mode you have to take out two enemies and then also suck in the treasure boxes and then you know dodge them and everything like there's a little bit less room for error but wispy woods and kabula were the ones that gave me the worst time i would say kabula being the hardest for me and wispy woods second to hardest but they were just both like Kabula is hard, you know, to me was harder because you, you dropped the frames and Wispy Woods because of the RNG to it. It was just, I didn't know what was coming next. I couldn't get the dodging around the spike balls and then just everything at once. It, it, uh, 
it became a handful quite a few times. Yeah, so the strat that I used for Wispy Woods, and I don't know, I think I just got the hang of it pretty quick, and I, I don't know, I didn't make that many errors, but yeah, it, it is random, and he spits out the spike balls, and they do bounce towards you and whatever, but a single jump timed right gets you straight over the spike balls. Like, no float, just, yeah. just a jump gets you over them, so you could, like, you just had to be really particular with the way uh, you did it, but you could basically just jump over a spike ball, suck up the apple, jump again, spit it at them, and you're just dodging in and out of them. Now, when you start floating over them, then it's hard. But the single jump timed right can get you straight over the spike balls pretty easy. So, Yeah, I think that's what really messed me up was I didn't realize that I could just singular jump over them. But I would jump over it, and then I would float thinking that I would be dodging the way they bounce towards me. And then by the time I landed, the fruit ball is already about, or, you know, the apple is about to land. And then another spike ball would come out, and I would just end up setting myself up for failure because I did an extra float whenever I should have just jumped over it. Right. And, like, with Cracko, I realized quick that you can just jump over him when he comes swooping in for yeah. the corner of the screen so like that was i understood that one way quicker than i did wispy woods i guess i was just i was trying to rush it when it shouldn't be something that's rushed yeah cracko was giving me a lot of trouble until i asked you how you were doing it and you were like getting in the left corner and then i was like oh okay and as soon as i did that you know it's not bad but it's definitely it's definitely cheesable like oh yeah you can cheese them a little bit whereas uh the others you really can't yeah you can't that's the only one that i can think of that you can really cheese in the game no i probably should have done it beforehand but i have never seen a speed run of this game oh and it's good oh there's no telling i, I could only imagine what like the speed run strat is for for the bosses it's uh 10 minutes on normal 10:47. No yeah that's pretty quick yeah, that's the thing, though, is, it is it's a quick game, so I'm not surprised. Like, I've heard over the years of just, like, hearing people talk about this game, and, like, people are mad at this game because it's so short. Like, especially if you grew up in the time that this was released, if you, like, if you, like burned a birthday or a Christmas on it, like, people were pissed. Because the whole joke is that it's a great game, but, like, people beat it on the car ride home. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first time I ever played this, we were watching a show, and it was like a 45-minute show, and I was playing it on Game Boy, and I beat it before the show was over. Yeah, I'd say that, that was about the same time for my first playthrough of it, and I thought I was, like, just picking it right. You know, I was going the right route, ended up getting lucky, but there really is only, like, one way to play the game. Yeah, I'd say the first playthrough was about 40 between 40 and 50 minutes, I don't think it was quite 50 minutes, but um, I don't think I was in the 30-minute mark. At, but hard mode took a, I don't know, I'd say like an hour and a half probably, just just trying to not get hit and get cycles down and beating Kabula, that bastard, dude. That's such a stupid, great boss fight. <laughs> it gave me so much trouble. Yeah, it's funny because, like, playing it on hard, you know, you finish... The level get to the end fight the boss and then it's the same thing level boss kabula gave me so much trouble on that first playthrough on hard and then when i got to the boss rush i beat him on the second try just out of luck 
and yeah. I thought I was I thought I was gonna have a hard time, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I did it! Like this is my shot." And I pretty much rushed through all the bosses on hard because I'd already figured out how to beat them. And then you get to DDD, and that was a struggle in itself when you see the yeah. infamous what is he a penguin a bird I don't know what he is exactly oh, yeah. but. <laughs> Real quick, whenever I had done the boss rush and I decided to, to fight uh, Kabula first, well, I remember when I first beat him, I had one life l- or one health left. So I had uh, basically one hit, I was dead, but I was out of lives. So whenever I beat him, fi- when I finally beat him, it took what, three lives? Because you start off with four. When I finally beat him, I had a, went to Wispy Woods and then died on like the first spike ball. And that was, yeah, that was that was pretty tough. Yeah, King DDD. Wow. That penguin has so many different patterns. Yeah, totally random. Yeah, if you got a good pattern on them, you'd probably beat them pretty quick. And there was a couple times where I felt like I was in the boss fight for about five minutes. Where he was just running, just trying to chase me down back and forth to try and suck me up. And wasn't able to to get the you know suck suck up the stars i needed to to hit him with attacks yeah he'll like charge at you with the hammer charge at you with a shoulder he'll charge at you and suck you up he'll jump up in the air and like try to ground pound you basically yeah the whole thing with it is you have to wait for him to do an attack he'll spit out a star for like a quarter of a second and you have to suck up the star and shoot it back at him and on hard mode he has like 10 health yeah, I don't remember how many he has on normal. Like just like you, I spent much more time playing this on hard mode than I did normal. Because normal, you can just kind of like run through it. it. Takes like thirty minutes, and then you just you're just kind of done. But hard mode, you actually have to sit there and work for it a little bit. He has four or five attacks. Only two of them, he will shoot out stars, and that's what you use to you suck them up, and then you shoot them back at them, and that's the hammer attack and then when he jumps up and ground pounds and a lot of the times he'll just charge at you and not do any of those or stop right before he gets to you and try to suck you up kind of like Kirby does and then spit you out and then that does damage so RNG is a big big aspect when it comes to fighting him because more or less I I think I spent more time dodging him than really attacking him because Mm -hmm. he just wasn't giving me the moves I needed yeah, the the King DDD fight probably took me maybe an hour. It took me a while. It took definitely took me longer than it took you, but I was struggling with him, man, struggling. Cuz you got to be just so like perfect and it's like he hits you two times, maybe three times, like you're done and you got to hit him 10 times. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, that was the first time I broke out save states in this game because oh, yeah. well, I didn't I didn't save state to beat him. I save stated at the beginning of him just so I could keep doing it. Like if I died or if I was about to die and I was like, yeah, there's no way I just hit a button and it puts me back to where, to where I can start fighting him fresh. But I was like, dude, it's just like an hour of just get back and forth. Just keep trying, keep trying. And I eventually, eventually got him. I was at three health and he was at one health and I was like, Oh, this is it. I got him. How long do you think it took you to beat him? Like you said, I don't think it took me quite an hour, but I'd say a little bit more than 30 minutes because it I, it did take me a few times to do it because I kept getting, like, I kept trying to jump over him when he was wanting to suck me in. And then, 
which is kind of missing the input, not really getting high enough over him. And then when he was doing the hammer attack, you know, he swings back the hammer and then he lunges forward and attacks you. But I was trying to just single jump over him. And as he had the hammer behind him, it still had a hitbox. So I kept getting hit, you know, and it's like two damage or so. And I think whenever, whenever I got to the part where I was like, I've been doing so many attacks. I feel like I've been in this fight for so long. And I looked at his health bar and that's when I realized this dude's got some fucking health, man. Like, like you said, maybe 10, 10 yeah. health bar, but to get rid of one of those bars, you got to hit them like twice or something. And it, it just took so long. I feel like I was, I was in the boss fight for ever. And then ended up barely being halfway th- through the fight. So like for me, it was just getting bad RNG and then messing up the attacks or shooting him with a star and then him jumping over it or just just not doing very well i'd say about 40 minutes and it took us barely over 30 minutes <laughs> to, yeah you know 40 minutes it took us about the same length to beat ddd on hard as it took us to beat the whole game on easy right yeah it's definitely like a dodging game with king ddd it's you just kind of got to wait him out and don't miss your opportunity to hit yeah and don't get hit in that time window but i mean now that i've done it it's not it's not bad like i think pretty much anybody who's decent at video games could could beat this game but yeah it's just trial and error once you get the pattern down on on hard it's pretty easy but getting to that part you know because it could take you forever he might sprint at you all across the stage six times before he actually does an attack that you can use to counter and attack him with. And then I, no- I did notice the big difference between easy and hard with DDD was when he jumps up in the air and goes to ground pound you. On easy, it's like he only moves maybe three body lengths left to right. But on hard, he jumped from one side of the stage all the way to the other side of the stage. So... You couldn't really escape him, and that was one of the moves that you needed to get on one side or the other because when he ground pounds, there's stars that pop up on each side, and you you can suck up any of them and then shoot them back at him to do damage. And there's a couple times where it surprised me that he actually ground pound off stage, went over me, and I was like, holy crap! Like, like he does have range. I'd say the best thing about the King DDD fight is that there wasn't too much on the screen to make it harder than what it already was. You know, I thought I thought it was pretty nice. It was a good good final boss fight for sure. On the credits, on the easy mode, it just kind of went through, kind of like, oh, hey, you know, Kirby's, you know, it's over. You know, everything's good, happy. Yeah, I have and no then, idea what the actual ending is. Kirby, like, puffs up like a hot air balloon and blows up the castle and lifts it into the skies. I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna look that up in a minute, but I have no no idea. It's almost similar to like Mario whenever he beats the castle and then he you know blows it up with TNT. You yeah. Know? Whenever you beat on easy though, there's just not really that much description. It's just kind of like you know a happy ending basically. Mm-hmm. Like hey, everything's fine, but like you kind of get your own opinion based on it because there wasn't anything in the game no other creature that was not trying to hurt you that wasn't trying to damage you so like 
you know, I don't know if Kirby was getting raided or if Kirby was the bad guy. Like, there's probably, there's probably like a, a hole in Reddit that you can fall in and never escape about Kirby lore. And just based on this game, I feel like when you beat it on hard mode, it actually gives you the names and like a brief description and like a, not really description, but it'll pop up like each world. And then you'll see the enemies, and it actually gives you the enemy names. And I didn't notice it did that on well, after you beat it on easy. So it's like, you know, you beat it through easy, oh yeah, that's cool. But when you go back through and beat it on hard, it actually gives you more more uh, information on the game. And I yeah. take it, all the information it gave us at the end credits, beating it on hard, is probably in the manual. Don't have the physical copy of it. Yeah, it's definitely a nice touch. You know, it just basically runs cast credits for all the enemies that are in the game. And something else did that that I've played recently. I can't remember what it was. It might be the new Kirby, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that that does that. Something did it. It's something in that realm of uh, of Nintendo that just, like, lists off all the characters that were in the game as cast members, basically. Oh, I I know what it is. It is, uh, it's both. It's Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and Earthbound does that. Oh, yeah. Earthbound does it at the end. Uh, Earthbound and Mother 3 both do it. Just nice little touches. What do you think you'd give this game out of... Do it out of 10 or do it out of 5 for 5 worlds or stages or whatever they're called? I would... I don't know. If it was out of 5, I'd give it a 4 out of 5. And honestly, the only issue I have with this game was just it would over-pixelate itself and lag it down during that one fight. That That's really the only the only issue but everything else it was enjoyable i loved every minute of it i was so happy to finally install it and play it i was happy it was it, it, i mean the whole time is such a lovable character he's great even all the enemies everything looked great in this game and for it to be a game boy game you know from 30 years ago it, it really says a lot on the simplicity of it and how it being as as simple as it is to where how far it has come and it hasn't changed nearly as much i mean there's more lore and the graphics got better but the same enemies that are in the first game are even in the newest game you know they just they didn't take any of them out they added more more characters into the series and i thought that was pretty great it's like they didn't leave anybody behind whenever they continued the story which is which is really cool because it's so simple. Yeah, they've definitely kept that accessible. Uh, what am I trying to say? They've definitely kept the game accessible through the years. I mean, I, I can't think of any Kirby game. I haven't played that many. I've messed around with a handful of them, but I can't think of any that have actually been like brutally difficult. They've always been very accessible, even more so than the Mario series, and I would consider those games super accessible. But Forgotten Land is so good, but it's the first time that I've ever really seen like any challenge in a game is in the new Kirby, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah, gotta gotta play Crystal Shards. It's coming. We're we're gonna do it. I wanted to get this one out first because it's turning thirty. Oh yeah, and I mean it's so so good, so iconic, and I've been I've been wanting to to do this for forever just like ever since the podcast started this was one of the first games that i knocked off my backlog list it was just a matter of getting somebody to do it with me and i'm really glad we got to do oh, it for sure i'm giving it yeah if we're, if we're gonna stay out of five 
I mean, give, I'll give it a four as well. I think I think that's fair. Two fours out of five make eight out of ten. I think that's fair. Hell, whenever the game came out, you know, it, the game sold more than one million units by March of 93. So within six months, it already sold a million units. Or no, it was a, within a year that it sold a million. And then was it by 2010, it sold more than five million copies worldwide. And Kirby was the face of Hal for so long. Yeah, they still are. I mean, really. Looks like their first real whack at like doing something different was actually Adventures of Lolo. Yeah, that that character, like we said, it appears in the game as a boss. But yeah, it looks like they did Adventures of Lolo and then they struck gold when they did Kirby. Kirby's Avalanche looks like a game you might be really into. Kind of like a puzzle game? Dr. Mario. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, everyone knows I'm all about that Dr. Mario. Oh. <laughs> I might have to check it out though. I've been uh, I'm taking a whack at Pokemon Puzzle League right now. Yeah. I don't really I don't like it as much as Dr. Mario. I don't know what it is. What it is about that damn game, but I adore Dr. Mario more so than Tetris, really more so than anything. Pokemon Puzzle League's tight too though, but about Yoshi's um, yeah. Cookie. That's another good one. Yeah, I'm going to look up how much a, a copy of this is. Yeah, that's to get that that game time uh Yeah, I was looking it up as well. I see it. It's on uh yeah, so according to price charting, loose copy 2353, complete 12149 and brand new 400. Wow. And graded price. That's insane. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Graded 7636. Yes, and the value of it's only dropped $23. Oh, that's wow. insane. That's the complete went up 75 cents recently. It's a high demand game. It, yeah. yeah. I think for yeah for 23.53, I could I could see it ending up in the collection as a loose copy, not complete for me. Yeah. Not on this one, but what I think's really great about about really good games like this and it being on the Game Boy and local yard sales, you could probably find a lot of these older style games at just random yard sales if you see them driving down the road you never know you know you got older people um probably had you know bought it for their kids kids moved out went to college or something and it was in a box in storage maybe in the attic and they're wanting to free some space up and they don't really understand the value you know they just look at it as oh yeah it's old it's just an old old video game you know so you could probably get a good copy of it for cheap if if you end up you know if you stumble upon it yeah a lot of times yard sales are really good for old cartridge based games because especially when they're loose because people don't know what the hell they have and they just put it all in a box and they'll be like you know five bucks yeah a piece yeah i mean i've personally never had a really crazy find like that but i've found some stuff over the years at good prices but nothing like that i think we already mentioned the soundtrack but man it's so good it's so so nostalgic but yeah, I don't I don't think we're missing anything else. I'm going to be putting some audio in here, some uh some of the soundtrack beginning and end. It's going to be a lot of fun to edit. <laughs> I bet. Dude, put in a blooper reel at the very very end. So much might might nonsense. be. It might be. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. There's some good good laughs. Yeah. Some of them might make it into the podcast. We'll see. Do like 30 left, seconds uh, of the intro. <laughs> Take yeah. one. Take six. <laughs> take one, take six. Yeah, the, the the bloopers from when me and Donnie recorded, I left those in there. A little bit edited uh, in the beginning, but I left those in there when we couldn't get our takes right. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
not abnormal, but shit, man. I really, really appreciate you doing this with me. Oh, yeah. You, uh... You speed running anything? You working on anything? You want to plug anything? Yeah, I mean, I stream on Twitch under Skilleroni. Uh, image is a skateboarding slice of pepperoni. The whole idea of it was, you know, it's a pepperoni with skill. Kind of like imagery, I guess. It came up. I had a little sticker on it. It was like, oh, dude, it's fucking skateboard's got, you know, that pepperoni's got some skill. But it, um, you know, we talked about Resident Evil HD remaster remake. And started trying to speed run that again, and it's been frustrating. I've gotten very, very close, but I've yet to complete another run since I'm getting the rust off and getting back into it. But I've gotten pretty close. Other than that, not not really too much. You know, working six days a week and wanting to skateboard and then play video games, you know, and collab with everybody and get stuff rolling. That's about it. Just, I really do want to hop into completing some more Resident Evil speedruns, but for for that one grind, kind of started giving me a headache, so I kind of stepped back from it, got to take a breather, and then I'll be diving back into it. I really want to get on the leaderboard within top 50, I'd say. You know, I want to get the game in under an hour. That would probably be like top 20, or so many people are so good at this game, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to be one of the few that are that are really good at it, but the grind's been tedious. Yeah, just got to stay on it, man. I mean, I watched your stream of it. We're supposed to be doing that for the podcast here soon, but I am really bad at it. I can't it. wait. So I'm going to, yeah, I don't know when. I'm going to, it's going to be getting played, but it gives me a headache from hell. A little Kirby action was nice in the meantime before I head back into Resident Evil and the other stuff we're going to be covering. <laughs> that game's going to be a grind. Yeah, I can't can't wait to play it through it with you. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's so fun. Just want to say thanks one more time for coming on here. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. It's always a blast. I enjoy every minute of it. I can't wait for the next one, honestly. And all your other episodes, they've been fantastic. I've listened to every single one of them. Seriously, it's so great. I listen to it on the way, in, way to work and way home from work. It's the first thing I will do after I drink my coffee in the morning. And that last one, so great primal rage man it was so good like oh that was such a good episode and like like you had said i'd never played that game and then my buddy introduced it to me and i was like oh what the fuck is this like <laughs> i even i even That's sent him awesome. the link to the podcast and was like dude you gotta check this out the content's been great man i've, I've loved every one of them fuck yeah man fuck yeah thank you man thank you for supporting and you know always hopping on here always down to play stuff and add to it so we're gonna keep it rolling man Hell yeah, I can't wait for the next one. All right, and that's going to do it. Oh, I don't know what was up with that. Anyways... Yeah, that's going to do it for episode 7, 30 Years of Kirby. Huge shout out again to Josh. I don't think this episode would have happened in time without him. Or time. In time, and time. Whatever. Super, super fun game. Go play it. Go get Kirby in the Forgotten Land for Switch if you got one of those things laying around. As of right now, the new Kirby is my game of the year for 2022. We're still early, but as of right now, that's it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what else to say. This was a fun one. I'm really glad we got to knock this one off and celebrate 30 years of Kirby. In the meantime, I'm working on getting my capture card working, and hopefully I can start adding some streams into here. Maybe some monthly Let's Plays as well. Yeah, I never plug anything at the end of these, but if you want to keep in contact, Instagram. I cannot stay away from that app. Game Time Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Uh, want to shoot me an idea? GameThimePodcast at gmail.com. YouTube, Game Time Podcast, all one word. Yeah, I can't wait to see what comes next. So, till next time, guys. Peace.